Hey guys, we are back with another episode of Relational Leadership where we try to bring you leadership tips that fit for your life. This is a terrible intro. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, you have all week to get this I one know, thing right. I Stephanie. know, I know, you know. So it's when I try to script it that, it, that I struggle. <laughs> but um, no, we try to bring you some leadership tips that just fit into all the different segments of your life, whether you are leading small groups or large groups. Uh, you'll find tidbits of information that will help you um, in, in your daily life. My name is Stephanie Clements. And my name is Sean Dolly. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk about what we can do as leaders or even people that are not in leadership capacities uh, to help influence the people around us. You know, that word influence, influencer gets thrown out quite a bit. And uh, as much as I would love to be one of the Kardashians that gets paid a million dollars to push some new foundation to my $40 million adoring fans, that's not the type of influencing we're talking about today, though we may touch on how social media does have a prominent role to play, even for us leaders. But what is it we can do so that we don't have too often to go into the bottom of the barrel and simply pull out, because I told you so? When it comes to that, it means you've exhausted all other right, right. tools. And so let's talk today about influence. So, Stephanie, what do you think? Well, you know, when I reached out to you and I told you, you know, what do you think about talking about being an influencer? You were immediately, like everybody, a social media influencer because that's what we think of now when you, yeah. when you think of it um, is social media influencer. And really it still is the same concept because it's just a different tool. It's just ways, but an influencer is somebody who impacts the lives of those around. And in the, you know, before technology, it required that you actually had to be in the personal space of that person, you know, well, even if you didn't meet them, you saw somebody speak, you did, you know, they, they at least knew who you were in a personal space. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, TV came along, and, you know, so as long as you paid enough to get on TV or had become ranked right, enough to right, get on right. TV, you could influence people that you never were in the same space mm-hmm. as. That's right. But social media allows us to truly influence people all across the world. Yeah, and, you know, to your point, like – when we've gone through that evolution, at first it was only a pretty select few that could leverage the power of television, right? right? Uh, Well, now through the democratization of technology, uh, you've got 16-year-old kids putting out TikTok videos, and now you've got legions of them doing it, but a few actually, they they get some traction. Next thing you know, they've got 30,000, 40,000 followers, and they or put millions. stuff out, <laughs> right? <And laughs> I know that's hard you for you to believe. Your head, yeah. Like how? What now? What? What is it that this? You know, um, whereas it was pretty obvious, say forty years ago, when Michael Jordan signed his first Air Jordan shoe deal with Nike. Okay, well, this is a a recognizable figure at the top of one of the major professional sports leagues. But now you've got people that are organically growing this influential following. Uh, So again, yeah, we're obviously already talking about the social media aspects of influence, but more broadly, what do you you think in the workplace? Yeah, and you can't get away from that because influencing now, it it does happen a lot online. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
whether you have sworn off social media, whether you are on it 24-7, we all have a sphere of influence. Yeah. So those that influence us and those that we influence. So unless um, you're a hermit and, you know, really just never come out of your house, live in the (laughs) woods, you're probably being influenced somewhere by somebody as well as you are doing that. Um, I remember this uh, whenever I was in high school and I went to a pretty small school. So, um, you know, it had kindergarten through 12th grade at the same Uh location. Um, I remember one of the, it was one of the teacher's kids and there was a group, three or four of them that were playing and they ran over to me and my friends and they were telling us how they always play and act like us. And one of them says, I'm always you when we play and this. And okay. And yeah. it was a very, you know, I mean, that was the first time that I ever all of a sudden felt, oh, my gosh, I, I'm i actually influencing yeah. somebody. I have yeah. to be careful what I'm doing sure. because somebody is watching yeah. and replaying things that yeah. they see or the narrative that they know. So. That was the first time that all of a sudden it just kind of hit me that I need to be cautious because and be responsible yeah. in how I act because somebody is. I am influencing yeah. somebody. And a lot of times we don't realize and we may never know everybody that we oh, impact sure, for sure. Sure, you know? sure. And then on the flip side, you know, there's been people that were influential in your life who, if even for just a moment, made a pretty indelible impression on you and they they have no idea they have no idea um that they had set some example on some day in one scenario that forever sort of like slightly revectored the arc of your life and so no i think that's a great insight that you know one way or the other people are watching yeah and and it, it does become it can really hit you like the weight of responsibility when suddenly you realize oh my gosh like somebody is emulating something that I am doing. Right. Okay. I, I now feel the obligation to maybe conduct myself a little bit differently. So yeah, and I, I get it. That's a, and you said you were how old when that happened? I was in high school. I was probably 15 or okay, 16. Sorry. So you were you a, know, a so young adult, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, but you're, you know, a teenager. So you're being, you know, you're usually pretty self-absorbed, you know, you're into you and your friends. Yeah, you're not really sure. thinking about your actions outside of, yeah. the gratification or whatever, you know, that yeah. it brings. So so it really was, it was eye-opening. But as I started looking up, you know, and really, you know, studying things on influence mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's, there's, we have a lot of influencers throughout our lives. And obviously yeah. the ones who do walk in a room and people gravitate to, and they're yeah. drawn to, those yeah. are the obvious ones, you know, that we may have in our own world that you can go, oh, yep, I know that person. Yeah. And, you know, they just light up the room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, unfortunately, on the negative side of influence is that somebody can walk in the room and it yeah. it's, dims the right. mood of the yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their presence is known one way or the other. Right. Like there's the person that can walk into a prison riot and within minutes they've calmed the entire room down. Yeah. And there's other people that can walk in 
to a you know elderly woman's Bible study, and within five minutes, the place is in an right. They're all arguing. <laughs> like, <there> are, <laughs> right. Yeah, so there are people, and and I I love the like the juxtaposition that I threw out like an obvious example being Michael Jordan with his shoe deal. And then you threw out the example of like you on the playground. And one thing that I was a little bit late to figure out as a leader was it's easy for us to sit back and think, well, one day when I have all of this power, all of this authority, all of this status, then I can start influencing people. But how many fifth grade basketball players week would be made when they're out with their family at dinner and one of the varsity high school players comes over and says, oh, you go to my school. How's yeah. it going? I mean, you, you, I would guess what I would politely ask everybody to consider is don't minimize how much power of influence you probably do have. Uh, because if we're waiting, like, well, I will only begin to try to influence people when I'm at the top. Well, you may never get there. Right. But right. along the way, there's so many opportunities that we do have, you know, to be somewhat of an influence in people's lives. Yeah. Absolutely. And so then, then you can choose. I mean, hopefully you choose to be a positive influencer yeah um, you know so yeah. I asked I asked even online um, before we started today you know ideas of how people are influencing yeah and one of the statements was that you know basically this person when they see people tries to give a really positive upbeat statement to them and encourage them and so those little things go a long way um, and somebody, you know, 90 out of a hundred people may not remember what he said to them because they weren't in the place to receive it or they weren't, you know, but somebody will take that. And I mean, he is using that as his way to influence people. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you can get people just with those little statements and you, they're an encourager and they, they do those things that all of a sudden, you're always going to remember yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people in our lives that after just a 10-minute conversation with them, you feel somewhat depleted because they're just so draining. Yeah. They've got a complaint about everything. And I'm not minimizing when somebody, and you ask them, how's it going? And they say, not real good. My mother's dementia is accelerating. Hey, man, that's not complaining. That's I asked that's you a bad. question, yeah. and you gave me an honest answer. That's not who I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about the people that we all know that we have in our lives who every time you get with them, like after like 10 minutes, they've done held court and bashed everybody in your all's mm -hmm. common sphere of influence. You know, they've, they've complained about this. They've whined about that. And then there's those other people that you think, man, every time I have a conversation with this man or woman, I feel a little more hopeful, optimistic, and right. I've got more of a pep in my step, right? That's right. <laughs> and, right. And then people tend to gravitate towards people like that. So, absolutely. So, you know, we, we've known common influencers, whether we agree with them or not. Um, you know, politicians are absolutely influencers because mm -hmm. they get a following. Sure. You know, they get people who do align with them. Um, you know, if they didn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't stay in the public very yeah, long right uh, yeah you know <laughs> at some point you got to win an election right <laughs> and and then you get those people who aren't aren't running for office they're not doing but they are passionate about a cause yeah and you know they are determined to make a change yeah. for things and so you know 
those are influencers. They they change the world around us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, whether we do a small amount or whether we do a large amount depends on what our passion and our desires are. Um, and I want to, I've got some steps that people can take. If you decide that, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to take on the world or, you know, I just want to do do my daily sure, stuff, sure, sure. but hopefully not negatively impact anybody. Yeah, and, um, you know, the first few jobs I had in the Air Force, I was not in a position of formal leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, uh, I was the chief of weapons and tactics, so my job was to stay abreast of all the current and evolving threats that were out there and the appropriate countermaneuvers, and then try to propagate that info and intel to the squadron. Then I was the chief of training and, you know, similar role where I'm in an administrative position. I'm still a card-carrying pilot, but I've got responsibilities and not necessarily commensurate authority. So I've got the responsibility to push information and help people develop, but I didn't have any carrots or sticks. Right. So I had to develop, you know, these skills of influence. Well, then when I became a formal leader, meaning like I've got the title I can find myself on the org chart. There's clear chains of command and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, what I found was, um, okay, the influential abilities that I had to develop because they weren't innate, um, boy, rather than just simply leading by decree, if I just continue to exercise the same influential approaches, I'm more likely to you know, engender sustainable you know, momentum as right. opposed to the second I walk out of the room, like, okay, he's gone. Now let's go back to doing it the way we wanted to do it. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, some common or some notable figures that, because um, I kind of looked up, you know, some of the top influential people in, um, in the world in the last probably 100 years. Okay. Um, actually less than 100, but... Um, Number one was Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. And so, you know, that really was just his beliefs and religious leader, but a lot of people, and he changed a lot. And then you have um, Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. and um, Nelson Mandela Mm -hmm. as all, you know, so these were not necessarily, again, political figures or, necessarily i mean they it it changed politics and things like that but um but having a cause and a passion and they did it without without social media right and it had you know so it really had to be that grassroots effort to spread when they had that because they had to speak and get followers who then continued to to get those people sure yeah um you know, so we have so much more ability now, um, and and yet I feel like fewer strong voices that really unite and bring us together and and create passion like that. Yeah, well, you know the 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 underbelly of that aforementioned democratization of technology is that once upon a time, you had to really think deeply about coming up with a cohesive, unifying message. Like if you were passionately committed to something that you believed in your heart of hearts to be true, 
and you felt like it had value for everybody, you really had to think through, you know, what to say, how to say it, but why am I saying this? Well, now through factionalization, hey, in a country of 330 million Americans, I can probably find a million people who agree with me and me alone, and I could go down to the stovepipe, you know, Mm -hmm. fraction sliver of society and beat my chest um, and and scream it from the rooftops and get this this you know narrow but deep right. following and so I cannot help but think that I some of the um, the fractionalization yeah. of technology has has just made it possible for people to be deeply in, deeply influential but with a narrower narrow number of people right and we could even see that in the workplace if if you've got a hundred people. Uh, it would be tempting to only listen to the 10 cheerleaders that are constantly telling you, boss, you're right, right you're right, right, you're right, you're right. Uh, and it, that could be the case. Um, but in the workplace, you know, we don't have that luxury of compartmentalizing ourselves and only leading a tenth of our organization. We've got to lead everybody. Sure. So how do we then, you know, develop the, the, the message and the delivery, you know, to be influential, yeah. you know, to that, that bigger group? Well, some ways to be influential as far as um, if you want to go and you have a passion and you want to just really get things out there, um, and whether that is locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, mm-hmm. um, you know, the biggest thing that I see without, you know, I mean, not just mascara and whatever, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it requires <laughs> you really knowing what you what you want to do. So, yeah. you know, we can all, I mean, any of you can sign up to be an Amazon influencer. Or, uh, you know, what it, that doesn't require you to have product knowledge. You just have to try it on, show it off, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's yep. not the type of influence. <laughs> but when you are really bringing your own, product or cause or whatever to the public then you know you really have to be prepared you have to know what you're talking about you have to um have that passion about it and know you know if i if i bring a widget and that's what i want to sell i need to know that it works i need to know how it works i need to be able to explain that to the public and so if I get questions and somebody says, well, you know, does it do this and this? And I go, well, I don't know. You know, you're just, you know, you're going to lose that credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't expect everybody to know everything about everything. But to really cut through the noise and to be influential, um, whatever your little niche is, you need to be the subject matter expert in the room. Now, right. there could be other people that, but, you know, who know it as equally well. But you really, if you want to corner the market and be influential about mm-hmm. even just one thing, the people in this day and age where they can just click off of your video, you know, uh, you know, click away from your homepage on your website, they want to know that there's a reason for them to spend their finite, precious time listening to you. Right. And, and so I think a lot of people, they just, they go at it uh, with, with real zeal, but maybe they, they figure out, okay, I've only got about 10 seconds of material here, <laughs> and yeah, then people are going right. to figure me out. <laughs> so the next thing is, in, in today's world, 
you have to have an online presence. Usually means a website, um, getting things out there because people want to go verify who you are. They want to be able to look up, you know, based on your product, based on your service, whatever. They want to be able to know and go and look and see. So having a website, getting reviews, things like that, people rely on those things. So that's step number two to having that influence. I got to know where to find you also. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit counterintuitive, but in this era, if you do not exist virtually, you're right. not a real person. Right. It's like it's backwards. It is, <laughs> but, but it is but if, true. If, uh, it's almost like you can meet somebody in person at a networking event, and then the next day they're like, well, I, I can't find him on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn. He must not be real. That must have been a figment of my imagination because if they don't live online somewhere, they must be a figment of my imagination. So I laugh because one of the very first people I met here in Louisville um, and I'm not going to protect the innocent. I'll just say, you know, his name's Bill Johnson. So very generic name. I'll say, I say this to him yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. No, it is. It's not. But, yeah. It's not, you know, <laughs> so very generic name. He told me what he did for work and whatever. So I went to go look him up, could not find him anywhere. And, um, he had called a couple months later about something and left a message. And so then I called back. His voicemail wasn't set up. It was just the generic. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is so not real. I mean, yeah. he is not. He is, is he in the witness relocation program? Right. You know, like, you know. <laughs> well, he did introduce me to about the first hundred people I met here. And um, turns out he was, he's real. He, you know, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. I was Stephanie, just, Stephanie, do sure. you see Bill Johnson here right now? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. He's sitting right there. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't have that online presence anywhere and I, yeah. I couldn't find him. So I couldn't yeah. verify that anything he said as far as <laughs> right. I was concerned yeah, yeah, yeah. was true. Yeah. So it does require some online presence, at least, you know, the website, um, at the very least, I would tell you to have a LinkedIn, uh, yeah. where at least it is more business. But, you know, the next thing is increasing the engagement that you get. And so um, we're going a little bit here into, you know, technology. But with your website, you need blogs. You need things that continue to show you as the expert also. So that when people go to search it, Hopefully they're landing on yeah. your page, things like that. So um, having those kind of things, because these are all steps to whether you want to be a public speaker, um, mm -hmm. as Sean does, or, you know, you offer services, um, you still need to be the expert in it, and they need to be able to find and see the types of things that you have knowledge of. Yeah. Um. Getting involved, so some of this is networking, some of it's being part of your organizations that support, you know, whether, um, you know, some of these associations where they, they may have to lobby for your industry or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you need to get in there and know the other leaders yeah. of this, uh, yeah. of your arena. Yeah, and, and so, like, for people who are listening who may be hearing some of these great ideas Stephanie is giving, you're thinking, oh, oh, none of that appeals to me. I'm with you. 
like Stephanie knows me. Like I, I, I do not like doing social media. I'm not, I'm not against people who do. I'm just saying I'm not personally drawn to it, but it is necessary. It, it, it's the professional equivalent of eating vegetables. I don't <laughs> love to do it, but as a responsible adult, can't get around it. Going to networking. I've shared that with you, yep. you know, before. I mean, I, it's draining. I don't like look forward to it. And again, it's not a reflection of the people that are there. It's just the way I'm wired right. doesn't incline me to do it. Um, but, you know, hey, life is about choices. If I want to do what I'm trying to do, there's no way to get around not putting out, you know, so to speak, content. Not putting yeah. yourself, I mean, it's, it's it, it, you know, it's called network, not net fun. I've used that quote before. Yep. Uh, but no, these are all great ideas that if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, that sounds horrible. Hey, I'm on your team. <laughs> yeah. I, I really am. Uh, but it's, it's the world in which we live. It is, you know, so there are many times I've been like, oh, I'm going to take a social media break. And I, I can do that for a short period of time. But marketing and connecting with people are, are just key to what I do. So take your break, take a, take a step back, but then you got to jump back in and keep content out there. If you don't enjoy it, you know, you can hire companies That's that right. do it for yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, create engagement and, you know, they do that. The key is having the presence. Yeah. And so, so I'll, you know, maybe offer up something that worked for me when I first started doing this. Um, it wasn't that long ago that I made my very first post. You know, this was a seminal moment in the life of Sean Dolly, right? And I then did what I had preached people not to do since I had heard about this thing called Facebook. I hit post, and then for about every five minutes, I'm looking, okay, three thumbs up, six thumbs up, 12 thumbs up. Oh, I got a heart. Oh, somebody's clapping. And I basically monitored results about every five minutes for the next yeah. 12 hours. Okay, now what I know to do is post, and then at the end of the day, you know, around 4 o'clock, I'll circle back and I'll check it. And if somebody's made a thoughtful comment, I'll engage with right. that. But I had to really discipline myself to compartmentalize the posting and the follow-up. Otherwise, yeah. it was just insidiously permeating my entire day. Yeah. Like I'm constantly like bouncing between working on an Excel sheet, checking Facebook, working on a Word document, checking LinkedIn, working yeah. on a PowerPoint presentation, checking, you know, this. So I, I had to basically force well, yeah, myself do. to do it responsibly. <laughs> so, you know, and that's where I do think um, even more so social media influencers, you know, you can get very, very wrapped up in what kind of responses you're getting. And those are immediate, you know, I mean, those are, it's, it's more of an instant gratification oh. or a immediate letdown, you know, so. Um, the neuroscientists have conclusively proven that the moment we hit post, there's a release of dopamine, which is yep. the pleasure seeking neurotransmitter. And then every time we get the heart, the thumbs up or the comment that says, girl, you rock the serotonin neurotransmitter flows in. Uh -huh. So like neuroanatomically, um, the masterminds at these social media companies, they, they didn't design these things on accident. Right. Like they, they had neurosciences that were part of the algorithm process to figure out how do we create these social media platforms to, I'll say it, addict us yep. to the app. Yep. 
And, and I, will, I will have that argument with anybody that wants to tell me that these platforms are not deliberately engineered to suck us in, keep I us there, and docu- monetize us there's as a products. documentary on that, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, a lot of the people who were at Ground Zero were like, I would never let my kids on this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. these are some of the architects. Like, oh, right. man, no, don't ever let your kids on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I actually read that it's the uh, equivalent to the feeling of cocaine. Well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't either, <laughs> but that's what I've that's according I've heard that to before, them. Yeah. And that's, that's a powerful indictment, really. Yes, but, yeah. but obviously it's addictive, so somebody liked it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those are the social media is now because a lot of people don't even watch the news. They get their news even from social media. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day you look to see who made Time Magazine's Man of the Year or Person of the Year, right? right. You know, and they still do that, but we don't really, we actually see that on social media. We don't go run out to the newsstand to... tell you the last time I was in a dentist office and saw a Time Magazine sitting on the counter. I'm sure they still exist, but yeah. Well, they evidently do because um, uh, Voldemir Zelensky... Oh yeah, yeah. He was twenty twenty two, person of the, the year. Ukrainian President Volodymyr yes. Zelensky. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it still exists, but now social media tends to be our way if we are really making headway into the national yeah. or in you know that arena. Or I mean, really, again, even regionally. Yeah. Um, that 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 tends to be the way that they get there. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I was at a function recently with uh, local sports journalists, uh, Eric Crawford and Rick Bozich. And, you know, those guys, they've been covering sports in the Louisville market yeah. since I was a, a little kid. And I remember when I had a paper route, now 13, 14 years old, um, so that was like 35 years ago, uh, they would always drop the big brick of papers at the corner, and I would walk down there in the dark, and I had a flashlight with me, and then I would go do my route. But I would always, you know, once I, you know, used my knife to cut open the uh the plastic straps that kept that big block of papers all together, I would quickly like rifle through and see like in the sports page, you know, that game that Kentucky had the night before that tipped off at nine o'clock, you know, in Mississippi against Mississippi state. Um, Like I can, now I get to see what happened. Whereas in this day and age, you know, I'd wake up, pull out my iPhone 14 that, you know, I complain about because the other kid has an iPhone 15, you know, and I would just, look up on whatever the platform yeah. is, you know, and, yeah. and I would see like instantly, right. Yeah. You know, I just see the box score. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're staining the absolute obvious, um, but I would challenge people to consider, look, these social media fads aren't going away. Right. <laughs> I think the internet's here to stay. How can you leverage it in a way that's sustainable to you that can help you with your ability to influence people, you know, because we all got to, I think, figure our way through this. And what works for you may not work for me. Right. Or what works for me may not be something you just want to do. So what you you kind of figure that out on your own. Uh, but I think that we're, we're stuck with this yeah. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. And hopefully, you know, the thought that I would really like to leave you with is, you know, you may post things and, you know, I even find myself occasionally just posting something, even though it's it's out there for anybody to see. 
it's not that I care whether you like it or not. I want it to show back up in my memories. It's, a you know, because social media and things like that have become a photo album yeah. for us now. Yeah. And so I want to keep, you know, I want it to show back up and things like that. But realizing that we really don't know all the people that we influence and that who watch, you know, I have, I have a large following, you know, the majority of them don't necessarily interact. I don't even know that they see anything. I don't know if they get on social media. I don't know. And then I'll see somebody who I haven't seen or talked to or anything, you know, in five or six years. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I follow everything you do. And I'm yeah, just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I didn't even realize. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that's right. That is and, right. And, you know, we don't know who we're going to influence. And to take time and think about that, you know, to – you are an influencer. Your sphere may be smaller than, you know, some, but you're an influencer. And to take responsibility with that and know that, you know – the things that you say, the things you put out there, somebody may take and run with it. Yeah, and that's right. And so, um, you know, think about whether that's something that you want people to to run with, the thought of the day, whatever, you know, you're doing. Yeah. Is it something you want to embody, you know, people to embody? Or is it something that you're like, oh, I didn't know somebody was actually going to take that serious? And yeah. 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 And, you know, some people will, um, they got no problem routinely bearing their soul and putting all their dirty laundry out. Yep. And then at the other extreme, there's the people and you know, them. they, they highly curate the select aspects of their life to make it look like they have been touched every day by the hand of God. Yeah. And you only see them with their pedicured feet propped up with the sunset in the background saying, you know, hashtag blessed, another great day at the Ritz Carlton. I mean, that's not real life either. Right. right and right. so again, it's not my place to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't post. I would just challenge you. Don't feel like because other people are putting stuff out there in one way that that's the way you got to do it, whatever sure. you're comfortable with. So the, we are at the end of our time. But I challenge you to go out and be a positive influence in your world. And um, if you enjoyed any of our content, I would ask then that you um, share it and um, subscribe because we are on Spotify and Apple and Audible. Audible. So go subscribe. Also, YouTube, um, you can go subscribe there. So we would appreciate any support that you give us and we appreciate your time that you joined us today and um, hope that you all have a great week yep and if anybody ever has any specific topics that you would like Steffi and I uh, to talk about in a future episode uh, feel free to let us know that as well because if it's important to you it'll become important to us so I will see you guys next week as well thanks bye guys